Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Yay! Shout out to the producers of the show. That was a lovely, lovely intro. Thank you, Mary. How are you? Good. Do you like it? I do like it. You had lost me a little bit with the rock band, but, you know, I'm eclectic enough to, to take it in. And I love the message. It was more about the message to me. So, yeah. The song's not it. definite. Every, every oh, show is no, putting yours. No, no. Every show is going to get a special song dedicated to what the theme of the show is. Oh, okay. Got you. I lo- no, but I love it all because here... We, we hope to do everybody. We want to reach everybody. And um, I just want to express me some gratitude on this banging Thursday. Happy Thursday. Happy New Day, everybody. Because everybody is feeling loved and rejuvenated and ready for the day. Today is a day of kind of chill for me. Mary knows I don't take a lot of these days, but I'm taking them today. And um, I've been in my medical herbalism book, and today's show will always, moving forward, be something pertaining to juice and health and wealth. But this one, it kind of, it's like a plague a little bit. Like every nationality has experiences, every gender Every everybody has some type of experience with this, and today's topic is diabetes. I want to talk to you about, you know, the types of diabetes and how we can help regulate them, being they hyper or hypo, and what that looks like. So, we all know somebody with diabetes, maybe. We have had a brush with diabetes personally. I have, um, when I developed gestational diabetes, being pregnant with your nephew, it was something that was, I was in shock. So for the, for the semi-healthy person or for the person that doesn't really have any health conditions and you find yourself, you know, going to get, your uh, physicals and the doctor saying you're borderline diabetic. You're you're on the borderline of having diabetes. 
how do you like receive that? Like most people will receive it as a thing it's, it's negative, straight up, like, Oh my gosh, I have diabetes like whoa, whoa, whoa. and I call that stage cryobetes because you're crying about a situation that right now is just been determined. Um, there are ways to combat it, there are things to go forth to help you with it. So diabetes. Most Americans are type 2, but there are some that are the type 1, which you may have to be on insulin for the remainder of your years because your body isn't producing it. Your pancreas isn't producing enough insulin to house you from your day-to-day activities, whether you eat food or not. So sometimes we like to say, well, diabetes runs in the family. And this may have some truth. I don't want to go all the way out, but genetics do play a major role in our health and mental wellness because certain illnesses can be passed down from generation to generation. But also the things that are being passed down are behaviors from generation to generation. So if we practice different behaviors, then we can pass those things down. So we can unlearn and relearn a lot of things when it comes to our health and wellness. Now, for those who are saying, okay, gee, you know that you practice a plant-based lifestyle. I can't do that. Well, you, you can do anything you want to do because at this moment, a compilation of decisions or <laughs> thought processes have been made, and right now you're experiencing the outcome over time. So maybe the signs were there. And what are some of the telltale signs to know that you may be uh, borderline pre-diabetic? or borderline diabetic? What are some of the symptoms? So some of those symptoms may just be dry mouth and you experience being thirsty all the time or feeling like, you know, I'm just, I'm tired. That's a telltale sign that the body is needing something when you're always feeling tired and you're getting the proper amount of sleep. What is the proper amount of sleep? Uh, Google sleep, sleep chart, your age, your weight, Let's see what that is. Now, it is said that the older you get, the less sleep you need. I don't know. Not sure about that. But I do know anywhere from six hours or more is needed. Some people say they can function out four. I've tried it. Um, it can be done. You may be a little bit cranky, but it can be done. But, yes, having dryness of the mouth or just not being able to to feel like you're rested, even though you have gotten sleep. This may be, you know, an early sign um, that you have some level, some abnormal levels in your glucose or your blood sugar. So feeling fatigue and being hungry all the time, this is like your body is saying, okay, I'm tired because you haven't given me enough or what you gave me, I'm not able to use it properly to 
to restore and repair and rejuvenate you. So what more can I do? So first doctor is you. Listen to your body. What is it telling you? If you're always experiencing being hungry and you've eaten, maybe your food is uh, not rich in nutrients and maybe it's just full of junk and carbs and sugar and processed and you're still going to feel hungry and fatigued even though you have eaten. Your body cells, they need insulin and they need it to your body to make it so that it can continue to process throughout the day. If you have no glucose in your body, you don't have energy. So that's why you may be experiencing tiredness. And if you're hungry and you're eating things and realizing that you you get the itis, <laughs> what we call it is that you didn't feed your body the right thing. You didn't give your body enough time to generate what it needs to give you the proper amount of glucose and the right type of glucose to give you some energy. So another uh, early sign of is frequent urination. How often are you going to the restroom? Now, for my, my dedicated juicers and my water drinkers, yes, you go a lot too. But if it's more than that, and it may be more than seven times in a 24-hour span, then maybe, you know, maybe we need to look into that. Diabetics are known to go go to the bathroom more often than uh, non-diabetics. Let me get a swig of water here. Sounding a little crackly. <laughs> Which brings me to my next telltale sign. It's dry mouth. And the itchy skin. Dry patches on the skin, dry skin, even though you exfoliate, maybe you put oil, shea butter on, and you're still dry, that is the indicator that, hey, I might need to go and get this checked out. Now, your body is made of 85% water. And if you're putting the water into the thing, if you're getting water out of it, because now, for my juicers, if you're on today, chime in. If you're juicing, do you need to drink water? Especially if you're consuming the water-soluble uh, fruit and vegetables. Do you still need to consume water? That has been the question because I have some, quote-unquote, health gurus that told me I don't need to drink water. I'm eating water-soluble fruit, so I don't need water. Listen, I hear you. I'm here for that and all the things, but, baby, I need water, okay? I need water. I preach about we have everything we need, but I need water. <laughs> and I don't necessarily have a specific kind of water. I just drink the wet kind because I need water. But back to the dry mouth and the skin, your skin needs that water. I mean, your body needs the water to hydrate your organs so that it can run. It needs water to mix with those platelets to make blood, water so that you can sweat impurities and detox, you need water because your skin is the biggest cell of your body and it has been hot, okay? If you were in Georgia, it was like it went from a, a light spring day to like Haiti 
in 24 hours. Like it has been mothering, uh, just thick heat hot in Atlanta, Georgia. So we need water. We need more water. The less moisturized we are, the less de- I mean, the more dehydrated we're going to become. So get your water in. Another beginning telltale sign of diabetes is blurred vision. If you're starting to squint a little bit at that TV, you're starting to sit a little bit closer to it, maybe you want to go get that checked out. If you didn't have uh, vision problems before and now you're starting to uh, see double lines, excuse me, now you're starting to see double lines while you're driving, this may be a little telltale sign that, hey, What's going on? Another sign is the influctuation in your weight. And I don't mean like, you know, four or five pounds. I mean like maybe you dropped 20 pounds not trying and, you know, it just, it went. Or maybe you picked up weight. Over three weeks, you, you picked up some noticeable weight, you know. What does that look like? Okay. That means that your body is either holding on to the things that you're eating to try to process it out and give it back to the body as a glucose, but it it doesn't have as the proper thing. And then, what is it feeding? What you know? What are you feeding? If you're giving it yeast, this brings me to my next one. You're gonna have yeast infection. Yes, men and women both can experience yeast infection. Yeast feeds on glucose, so if you're having enough in your body and you, you're overloading it with your sugars, then yeast is steadily growing. You can also have yeast in between your fingers, your toes, and up under your breast, and, of course, in the obvious uh, places. Another sign that you may be experiencing early signs of diabetes is that, like, if you get a cut or, like, uh, you hurt yourself and you have a sore and it literally takes, Sometimes, shout out to my co-host today. I'm sitting with my little cousin. She will be in and out, so you guys please acknowledge my baby cousin. She is a whopping five months old. Baby Dina, okay? (laughs) But if you're having slow healing sores or cuts that you have experienced and they're just not starting to scab over, and not starting to heal, then you may be experiencing a low blood flow. And that's why it's not able to heal because that blood needs to go. When we start to bleed out and when we have a sore, that blood goes there and then it starts to clot in the area and that's how it seals itself, creating a barrier for it to begin to regenerate new skin cells and grow the skin and heal naturally. And then the last one and most common and most, like, when you get to this point, guys, you are diabetic. You need to change some things in your life, or you would like to change some things in your life. And that's uh, neuropathy. Or, and neuropathy is the, um, I'm sorry, excuse me, I got a little tongue tied there, is experiencing numbness and pain. And normally in diabetics, we start with, like, their fingers and their toes working way up to the hands and feet, and then it's in the legs, and it's very painful for what I have 
experience and seeing some of my clients who have neuropathy is that um, it's like they're walking on pins and needles is how they describe it. And I never want to feel those things. So now that we have that out of the way, any of those symptoms, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that just because you experience one or more of those, but it is something to look into. And while we're looking into ways to help that, I uh, just so happen to have this amazing juice company, and it's online, juiceupbar.com. And I am beginning to put more things on there to educate all of my jugs on which juices are good for you and your specific needs. Now, we offer this in our subscription packaging, but now I wanted to offer just a line for you in all the things that you're going through. Now, for those of you who say, well, I'm diabetic and my sugar spikes, I know that juicing houses a lot of sugar in it. I want to know what exactly are you juicing? This is a clear-cut case that you need to juice for a certain specific thing in your body so this cuts out all the fruit juices that's a wrap and if you do consume some of the fruit juices it would be ideal to consume them during the earlier part of the day so that your body can recognize that hey i'm using this for energy doing the things doing the work one thing i forgot to mention with diabetics is getting a habit of fasting in and that's why I said when you rise first thing in the morning, what are you breaking fast with? Or are you actually fasting to 12 o'clock to maintain your sugars? Because, you know, as soon as you eat, it's going to spike. But if you eat the right things in the proper order, it may spike, but it may spike to work for you and not against your body because you get that active fasting time prior to consuming um, any type of juice or food. So what is your fasting time like? Uh, are you practicing fasting? Be sure to consult your uh, primary care physician to see if active fasting is for you. Will it help you? Will it help your situation? Will it lower your chances of being on insulin because you are in control? That way you know what you can feed your body. So we're not going to focus on the fruit juices so much because we don't need any added sugar because again, the process of juicing is extracting the juice or the nectar or the the plant product from the actual plant itself. So the medicinal product of the plant itself and discarding the plant for the vegetable or the, the herb or the fruit. So we want to get into a habit of saying, what can I have for me? What can I do for me? So we want to focus on vegetables. If you need to add anything for taste, green apple and melon, because even though the two have sugar, they're both natural diuretics, which helps your levels, whether they be high or low, it just creates a balancing mechanism within your body. So melon is a good way to go. Melons, melons, and more melons. And then if you have to or if you desire to, you can do green apple. Celery is your best 
friend. Celery is anti-inflammatory. It's great for the gut. It's great for um, helping you balance out those things if you have blood pressure issues or diabetes. So this works for both of those ailments. Kale is a great green leafy vegetable, but we need to know which type of kale. There are several different types of kale. You have reptile kale, which is traditional kale that you would see in your grocery store, but you have to massage it with oil so that your body can extract what it needs and digest it properly. If it has not been massaged, then it really is kind of whole on the other side. So take care of your food. Love on it a little bit before you consume it. So definitely massage the kale with a little bit of olive oil so you can prepare it for digestion. Um, the kale that I enjoy is going to be a black kale or also classified as a dinosaur kale. This looks like a collard green and a kale had a baby. So it's still kale-like in its structure, but it's a long green leafy kale. It does house more juice than the traditional kale. And then you have like purple kale, which I love. It's a fun color. Kids love it because, oh, my gosh, it's purple. And it really houses like a lot of nutrients if you can get it locally grown because it is important to consume natural enzymes from your area on which you live. So that's why it's great to um, consume fruit and vegetables that are locally grown as well as local honey. For those people who, are, who have allergies or are experiencing uh, real bad allergies during this season, bee pollen is great, but try to get the one that is from where you're from because you want to intake the actual atmosphere in order to be able to house. It's just like um, when you go in to get vaccinated. They give you what they want your body to fight off. Same rules apply when you're eating local honey, when you're consuming local vegetables, all the things that are around you. One thing I like to do, and, I, and I've always done this since I've been like traveling to other countries, is when I get there, I like to travel into the woods and I like to find different herbs, different mushrooms, and I make me a tea because I want to ingest their atmosphere, their uh, surroundings, the things that are there. That way I won't have allergic reaction from drinking water or consuming the food. Or oh, bless you, my co-host, she sneezed. So we won't have any, um, like, sicknesses while we're there because we're going to be taking in those enzymes from that area. And so you want to kind of prepare your body for that. So I believe in making tea from the herbs that I found around me so that I take in the environment. So now I am one with this environment. So my cells are going to say, hey, okay, she ingested this. This is where we are. We're in Costa Rica right now. So this is what this looks like. We've got some fungi from here. We've got a few herbs from here. We're going to boil the water. We're going to consume it because different water has different things in it. You know, if you're from the city, they put things in the water. If you're consuming it naturally outside, there are things, minerals that are in it. So you 
you want to intake those, but I do believe in boiling water when I'm out of the country um, just because that's my thing. Yes, I do travel with my own pot. Yes, I do travel with a uh, eye that I can plug, like a little portable stove. This is just one eye. I can plug it up. Yes, I have an adapter because sometimes the plugs don't be plugged in the other country. But, yes, yeah, these are some of the things that ha- has helped me along the way. So those are the three types of kale that I recommend using. Broccoli is really good for diabetics. It has uh, things that once you break it down, it helps your body release the things that it is holding on to to try to um, create energy. And so it holds on to the way we hold on to belly fat. And that's part of the reason why, you know, we, you know, oh, I have this area here. This is my area. Well, that's a negative area. That's your gut instinct. So that means you're not listening to yourself in your decision-making process. So you want to take care of that gut. Juicing is a great way to take care of your gut, rebalance your gut, and take care of having good gut bacteria. So you want to see what you're consuming. Green leafy vegetables and root vegetables are extremely well for this. Cucumber is another one that won't it won't have a um, negative effect on your blood sugar. Again, water soluble fruit. Some argue to say cucumber is a vegetable. Vegetable is a fruit. I don't know juice. And consuming cucumber juice is really good because it just has that neutralizing effect on the body. It's great for the skin, great for detoxing the kidneys and the liver. So we want to get that cucumber juice. So right then and there, you can choose to juice these things separate. So you can juice you celery by itself, kale by itself, broccoli and cucumber, or you can put it all together and make you a nice green juice. It's not only good for your skin, but it's good for your condition. It's going to balance out your blood sugars. It's going to make sure your body is able to release um, what it, the insulin to repair it, what it needs to repair. The enzymes is going to go and put the body into a, a resting state and then have you rejuvenated enough and you create the energy that you need to make it throughout the day because you started your morning with the green juice. I know some of us say, well, it's going to taste bad and it's going to taste bitter. I'd rather taste that than to take medication for the rest of my life. Also, this is very important when you are um, beginning to juice for yourself or consume fresh, fresh juice when you are diabetic. Don't exceed more than 16 ounces a day. That's actually two servings of juice. That's one in the morning. And one, it could be one in the morning, one in the afternoon, or one in the morning, one at night. Depending on when you stop your uh, intake of food and water, that will determine the time of day that you should consume these two um, eight ounces of juice. So another thing that can help you, gave you a green juice recipe. I want to take it into... There's something that's a little bit more that maybe a little bit more flavorful for you. Also, depending on um, your tolerance and what you are trying to do with this, here's a few more of some juicy concoctions that I like. 
to get my diabetic um, when they're leveling out their blood sugar. Cucumber and one apple. So one cucumber and one apple, that's going to give you about six ounces of juice, four to six ounces. If you feel like it's too sweet, yes, you can add water, but I don't necessarily like to add water to my juice because I consume enough water throughout the day, so I don't think I need to add that. But that is one morning time juice that is really good, and that's cucumber and green apple. So that's one cucumber. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to mention. If you're fancy schmancy, English cucumber has a crisp taste. It is refreshing. And it, it, it's almost, it's like a light cucumber versus an organic, regular, traditional cucumber. That's going to be a little bit more greener in taste. Some would say that the English cucumber is genetically modified. So it depends on how deep you want to be with your cucumber. Yes. My co-host has not tried cucumber juice, but... Mommy lets you know that we're going to be trying healthy juice real soon. For sure. Yeah, so that's exciting. Yes, Mommy, you can give your baby juice. Just as you, um, this is a little insert from my mom today. Uh, just as you administer food into the diet, so maybe you did tea first, juice some tea. Maybe you did carrots first, juice some carrots. You don't have to OD it. Two to three ounces is enough for baby gut bacteria to make sure. All is well. It's like giving your baby probiotics. And that's my little mommy tip for the day. Other juices that can help you that I love to give diabetes, uh, people with diabetes, people with diabetes or people who are diabetic, I got some five, is uh, we're always going to keep that, um, that base of one fruit. So a carrot with a half of grapefruit. That's going to give you about six ounces of juice right there. So maybe one or two three max on the carrot and a half of grapefruit. That is refreshing. It is good for uh, if you're a diabetic and you're trying to manage your weight and do a little weight loss, it is absolutely good for the gut. And watch this, it's great for the brain. Citrus fruits are great for the brain. They help the brain go through that reuptake, this first that dopamine, and now we're feeling good. We're feeling empowered. We got our juice. We are ready for the day. So that is a great Hey, quick question. Yes. I'm going to interrupt here one second. So, um, a lot of of geriatrics or a lot of elderly and some younger ones are on certain medications mm-hmm. that you cannot combine grapefruit juice with those medications. Exactly. Which brings so me what would you use as an alternative? Okay, so alternative for grapefruit, because again, it is very citrusy, it's going to be back to the water-soluble fruit and vegetables. Cucumber, pear, ginger, lemon. Those are your bases. If you cannot consume grapefruit, uh, you know, and thank you for that because, again, if you're already, um, let's say you're experiencing uh, low sugars and you're already on a blood pressure medication or a blood thinner and you may not be able to consume green leafy vegetables. And if you do, you have to consume the same amount, the same time, the same way every time. Then we would switch you from the green leafy vegetables back to that cucumber, pear, 
a little bit of lemon, ginger. Hair is great. It's neutral. It just houses enough sweet for you, but mixed with that cucumber, it balances it out. Also, for my people who take medication, juicing peppers is ideal for you. Yes, spicy peppers, you can kind of combat the spice with a tomato. Yes, you can juice the tomato. I in one vegetable juice that I I enjoy doing when I'm detoxing my gut is going to be the tricolored peppers, so the red, orange, yellow peppers. And I would do um, a cucumber with that, and maybe um, cherry tomatoes and a lime, and sprinkle a little bit of cayenne pepper or black pepper on top, y'all. For people who love Bloody Marys, this is it. And if you want to be real That's what I was just going to say. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a virgin Bloody Mary, and it's really good for diabetes and people with high blood pressure. So I know some people would uh, say, yo, I've never even thought about even juicing those things. But, yes, it is ideal for you, and it's so good for your gut. It's really, really, really good for your gut. So get you some spicy peppers and some tomatoes and make it handsome. Also, um, if you can't consume, if you just don't like hot peppers, sweet peppers are good for you too. There's nothing wrong with a sweet pepper. Um, it is actually really good for just your your pancreas and being willing to say, hey, let's kick it in. And let's go ahead and release some insulin throughout her body because she's working, she's doing the things, and the work is the other part. What is your daily routine? Are you go for a walk every day? Are you riding the bike? Do you work out? Because the amount of activity you put on the body will determine the amount of juice, fruit and vegetables you can consume to maintain your levels, you know, throughout the uh, the time. So, did we lose you there? Oh, we lost her for a second there. Hang on one second. You know, the nice thing about creating your own juices is you can get what's in season at your local farmer's market or even some of your local grocery stores have a local area where you can shop produce that's local to you. And the best way is just to experiment.
Okay, are we back? You are back. I was just saying, you know, the best part of this time of year is that you can shop at your local farmer's markets. You can shop at um, your own garden. Even some of your local grocery stores have that little area where it's local produce that's inexpensive. Local? Yes. Mary, what do you call that thing? where you can grow your plants. It looks like a tree, but it's not. It's like a it's a it's a cylinder type thing and you can grow you just need to add water and put it outside. Yeah, it grows tomatoes, cucumbers, carrots, um I, bananas, the vertical garden. Yeah. I think that is the best thing whoever created that kudos to you brother kudos to you sister because it's like a there's no another cool yeah another cool thing is um back to roots it's a company created by two college kids um from mexico originally and came here and they grew up not being able to afford produce Mm. as a kid so they have very inexpensive kits with mason jars where you can grow a cucumber, you can grow tomatoes, you can grow herbs, and they're little kits. And you can buy refill kits. You can grow them in your, your windowsill. Right. I um, recently took just some watermelon seeds and left them in the window to dry out. And uh, my dad said they needed like two more weeks. And we're just going to throw them in the yard. We do it every year, and we grow about three watermelons every year. And we eat them because it's we something are, fun to do. That was the mistake we made with pumpkins last, a couple of years ago where we just didn't oh, go pick them up because it snowed. Mm-hmm. We got different. pumpkin growing everywhere in our yard. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a pumpkin mm-hmm. coming back with a vengeance. I don't know how they do it, but pumpkins and uh, another one that grows wild if you leave it alone, spinach and kale. It grows wild if you just leave it alone. And Swiss chard. That's the problem in my house, though. The kids don't leave it alone. My daughter loves, she will not eat lettuce. To her, there's something wrong okay. with it. It's not right. She will only eat spinach and kale. It's just not green so enough. She I picks know it as fast as it grows. <laughs> She's been like that since yeah, she was little. Is- my mom, I like lettuce. And so we got some. I'll eat a Caesar salad, but I'm a little back and forth on, on lettuce. It's water. Uh, see, like if I make tacos, I have to buy a, a spinach. I have to buy her spinach, and I have to buy, you know, I buy my, my lettuce. But no, we got a mm. sub. And she, my mom decides, you know, she's little. She's not going to eat a whole thing. I'm going to split mine with her. My mom didn't listen. I said, you can't put lettuce in it. You have to get spinach on her half. Ariana picks it out and looks at it. And it's, you know, got a little bit of oil on there. And she's like, what is this? And she threw it on the <laughs> table. And she goes, what is wrong with you? This is not right. 
I had to Ooh. laugh. I was just walking away laughing. <laughs> my mom looks at me and I go, don't look at me. I don't eat it. I only eat lettuce. I don't like spinach. At least she knows what she wants. And then shout out to the kids who like the oh. green leafy vegetables. Yeah. She, her idea of a treat is going and buying out the produce aisle at the supermarket. I was um, saying, I don't know where I got cut off at, but I hope we got to the nuts and berries part, you know, the black walnuts and the um, the black walnuts, the almonds, and the, uh, what was another kind of bean? Dried beans. Dried beans in general, you can make them with snacks. You can put beans in the air fryer, and now you got a lovely snack. Oh, the diet, that's what we was at. The diet that people may want to maintain will be a Mediterranean diet. That's, that works best for um, people with type 2 diabetes because it has all the, the grains and the freshness of that. Um, the carbs that you, you know, you want to minimize the carb intake and just making sure that you have what you need for your type of diabetes. So if you're hypoglycemic or hyperglycemic, please identify, you know, write a list. Okay, doctor says I'm borderline diabetic. Well, which one you say? My sugars are too low. Okay, so what is your diet you're going to change this time? You can oppose the bonds list. Know that when you write it out and you can see it, it doesn't make it so scary. When you write it out and you can see it, now you can begin to have a plan for you. Now you can begin to say, all right. Uh, Mary said that if I make tacos, I know I want ground beef, but she said I can use um, nuts and berries, so I'm going to grind up some some pecans and I'm going to roast them off in the oven. And now I got something that's like ground beef. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to add me some watercress or some spinach because I don't want to do the lettuce because it's, it's not as, it's not what I need for my body. So then this is when we get to the mindset of that everything you put in your body, it has to be something that is working for you and not against you. Regardless if you want to realize that my time is too, and I don't mean that in a Hurry up, but I do mean it in a hurry up. <laughs> hurry up and see what it is that's going on with you. Listen to your body. Identify the areas that you need improvement in. Take time daily to implement a plan to work on these. I'm not saying you got to be plant-based. I'm not saying you got to be any type of period other than you a period. Work what works for you. What works for you, make it work for you. Have those difficult conversations with your family members. Hey, this is what's going on with me, and I'm growing through this. We may have to switch up the way we uh, intake food or, or our daily, what we're used to. But let's do this as a family because when you put it together as a unit, when you're trying to change your diet, become uh, healthier, become in better shape, 
uh, eliminate yourself of discomfort, disease, uh, diagnosis, all the things, it comes into a point where you can say, hey, I can take control and I can try to do what I can do. I'm not knocking Western medicine. It is needed. Western medicine has saved many a lot. But you also just need it for the time that you need it for. Medicine should not be a something that you stay on for the rest of your life. If you can adapt a different lifestyle and eating habits and sleeping patterns and physical activity uh, habits, then you can begin to realize that, oh, Mother Earth, that's medicine. Father Time, that's medicine. So spending time within the Earth. Going out, the sun, that's medicine. Water, more medicine. And community, medicine, because we all need love to survive on this plane. <laughs> See, I was trained in the it. Army oh, and, as, a, as a nutritionist. And they developed a new program prior to me going in there for the training. And we use medicine as a last resort. Food, exercise, and mindset can fix almost everything. If it doesn't work, then use medicine to help with the issue. But it's always a last resort, not the first resort. And that's where we need to change our mindset here, especially in the U.S., where we use medicine as a quick cure for everything. For sure. So we need to develop uh, the overseas mindset because they eat their pie, the big side first. We eat our side, our pie, the little side first. So you're right, Mary. This perspective, we got to learn how to reverse it and, like you say, use medicine as the last resort because your body gives you indication. It tells you, hey, you feel a little dry today. Hey, I'm feeling dizzy here. Hey, I'm I'm losing a lot of fluids and frequently going to the bathroom. Am I, am I even drinking this much? So all the signs are there. You just have to listen to them. And now I want to listen to you. Is there any questions, any comments, anything that I can provide some clarity for? Let me know. I'm here for us. I'm here for you and I'm here for me too. So I'm here for us. You know, one thing I'd like to add is, you know, um, an old military trick, especially for people outside in the heat especially down in the south, is the day before you do a lot of strenuous activities outside or, you know, you're a construction worker or something and you're always outside in the summertime, eat a little more salt because the salt will help you retain the, the water in your body to help you from becoming dehydrated. I know, that's right. You better teach them how not to be dehydrated. I have learned that too. A little bit of salt goes a long way. And also, if you're not sweating, you need to be drinking. That is your (laughs) first warning, second warning sign. Your first one's you're thirsty. The second warning sign is you stop sweating. Mm. 
I mean, that pituitary gland ain't glanding. And we need to get, because again, we need to get that water in so we can sweat. My co-host said it's all about the breast milk. That's what she said. She said it's all about the breast milk. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know what? Now, question for you. Is it better to do your workout before or after you eat? That is something I have just learned, and I want to share that with you. Thank you so much. Wonderful question. If you eat before your workout, then your body is going to use the food that you just gave it for energy. So if you're attempting to look a certain way and to rid your body of fat in unwanted areas, then eating before your workout is a no-go. You want to work out active fasting. I need to work out and wake up. Um, but that may be my body's indicator saying we're hungry. What time is it? It's almost 11, so it's my body saying, hey, we're hungry. Because you do yarn when you're hungry. So if you work out before you eat and your body is empty and it's in that active fasting mode, you burn, uh, you will burn more calories. You will heat your body up faster, which melts away fat in whatever area you're working on. And also, your body is like, okay, let's use this first. Let's use what they have first. We're going to take it. We're going to break it down. What we can absorb, cool. What we can't, eliminate. The things that we absorb, what are we absorbing from? Okay, well, she gave us some green leafy vegetables yesterday. We're going to repair the kidney and the liver with that. Oh, she gave us ginger. Okay, we're going to repair um, the lungs with that. And the... Um, and the gallbladder. Oh, wait, she gave us watermelon too? Okay, great. Our stomach lining is good. Our filtration system is going to be flushed out. Wonderful. Now we can eliminate. Everything else is eliminated. So it depends. If your sugar, if you wake up in the morning and your sugars are already high, then you going to work out on an empty stomach just consuming water, that will work for you. And when I say consume water, let's just take a, a key lime and, and some mint. Let's crush it up, put it in the water, let it sit, and let's consume that water. If sugar's already low, maybe you want to add um, cucumber, pineapple, strawberry to your water in the morning prior to your workout. So now you're giving your body a little bit of glucose so that it can maintain through this workout, or you're giving your body a little bit of things it needs to burn uh, the calories, and to use that energy first. And then you can go and replenish with the right type of nutrients so your body can produce the right type of energy and insulin throughout the remainder of the day. And when in doubt, breast is best. <laughs> but I was going to ask, I wonder can adults consume breast milk? And I say that because I can remember having breast milk in the freezer. And if Gage was like two or three, but I had it in the freezer because uh, Gage breastfed, so he was three, or almost three. 
and thereafter, if he seemed like he was catching a cold or got him sick or something, yeah. Yeah. I would give him some breast milk, and all would be well. Uh, oh, Mary, right can adults consume breast milk? Do you know of this? Not right now because I'm working on the Um, I'm not really sure. Give me a minute. I know my kids were um, until they were six months old because I stopped producing. Gotcha. Now, for mommies, juicing is still great for you if you're nursing. Because you know my co-host was a beautiful five-month-old today. And, um... I was just wondering, like, is breast milk good for adults? It should be. It should be. It's everything. I'm going to do a little research, Mary, because we're going to have to do some breast milk smoothies popping. It depends. Yeah. They say there's no harm in drinking it, but mm-hmm. depending on, you know, what you, the giver has something, it can um, expose the other person to different things like hepatitis or you know things mm-hmm. like that whereas your kid being part of you is immune to it mm-hmm. okay Makes but they say so it can help, help with I like it can help um they say it can help with um, like Crohn's disease and arthritis. Crohn's disease? I'm telling my, my live audience as you tell me. Wow, look at there. And I know that there's places that women can donate breast milk. And so, yep. you know. Bodybuilders drink it. it. It's um, got a protein that's an insulin-like growth factor that actually helps with muscle muscle growth. Talk about learning on your own show today. That bless my spirit. Yeah, it's the growing trend. Mm -hmm. Men are drinking it to help build muscle mass. Why? It's a growing trend. Men are drinking it to grow their muscle mass. problem is where I don't agree with that. Yeah, that's the problem. Because, you know, it was originally designed for people to donate it for moms who couldn't breastfeed. And so now it's a high cub, you know, high bust industry. Especially now with like um, some places have that formula shortage. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, is there still a um, shortage in my formula? Wow. It you depends on what kind you buy. I know, like, with um, a couple clients I have and with my own kids, um, they had reflux issues. So we'd buy the, the formula that was pre-mixed with the cereal to make it a little bit thicker. That's hard to find, so I should explain how to do it yourself with just regular formula and buying your own, you know, baby cereal. 
Wow. So I just I did some research too because I wanted to get more in depth. And it says if you have lost a, a lot of blood, drinking breast milk helps. Oh, mm-hmm. Certain types of cancer. Ironically, breast cancer. Wow. And we are almost out of time for today. We are. I was um, the last thing because I just said that um, it's breast milk is like the new quinoa or kale. It helps improve your skin, boost your immune system, and be used as contact solution. I was quiet, y'all, because I did, I was today years old. Talk about it. <laughs> the power of breast milk. Next show. <laughs> Mary, thank you for your time today. Thank you for... My Life Radio. We hope you found today's show insightful and empowering. Remember to follow us on social media and optimize my life for updates. Additional resources and to stay connected with our community. Sorry, I'm having issues here. I'm on my pad. 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 Until then, take care and remember to make each day count. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.